there was a time, before this time, that small trucks were cool. Okay, maybe they weren't cool per se, but they sold well. And in that time, we had Ford Rangers, Chevy S10s, and my personal favorite as a two-time owner, the Dodge Dakota. And along with that was the Frontier and Tacoma, which really never left. And later came the first iteration of the Chevy Colorado and its GMC brother. And in that same time came the vehicle in this episode. For those of you that don't know, I'm a big fan of vehicles that are, or look, different. Nissan Juke? Cool. Pontiac Aztec? Give me one, please. But there is another vehicle that I recently reminded of when I found out that a coworker of mine has one, the Subaru Baja. And as soon as he said that he had one, the image of its quirky part SUV and part truck body came and I instantly wanted it. However, my bank account said no, so a dream is going to stay. The Subaru Baja was the actual second attempt at a truck for Subaru. The first was the Brat, a two-door but four-seat pickup built from 1978 to 1994, and I was pretty astounded to hear that it was made for that long, as I don't know anybody who's had one, and I can't say that I've ever seen one in person. So when I say it had four seats but two, two doors, it actually came with two jumper seats in the bed of the truck. I'm not even kidding you. Go look at this thing. Look in the bed of the truck, at the pictures of the bed of the truck. It looks like two lawn chairs are back there. But honestly, this story isn't about the Brat. And honestly, that will have to be a whole other episode for a whole other week. The Baja was based on the Subaru STX concept that was penned in Subaru America Studios under Peter Ten and his team. It was based on the architecture of the Subaru Outback, an SUV that some believe saved Subaru from certain death. From that concept was a system called the switchback system. The rear window could be lowered all the way down into the partition separating the cabin and the bed, and said partition could then be folded down to offer more additional cargo room. Subaru even filed a patent for it. And if you want to kind of visualize it, almost think kind of looked like the Chevy Avalanche system. But that system became just a removable panel with a fixed rear window due to the increase in rigidity of that style of system. Believe it or not, the Subaru Baja's bed could actually fit two full-size dirt bikes in it and could tow 2,400 pounds. And to do that, the Baja was powered by a 2.5-liter flat four that put out 165 horsepower and 166 pound-feet of torque and could be had with either a 5-speed manual or a 4-speed automatic. There was also a turbo variant making 210 horsepower, but for some reason was only made with an automatic. And like all Subarus, had all-time all-wheel drive. From a Car and Driver article I read, it would do 0 to 60 in around 10.5 seconds and the quarter mile in 18-ish seconds. And that was with the base motor. I couldn't find anything on the turbo motor. But going fast isn't really the point. It was utility and adventure. And that's what Subaru tried to sell to their consumers. The plan was to build 24,000 units a year, but over its lifespan, only sold 30,000. And in Canada, sales never got above 100 units which makes it kind of more impressive that I know a guy who has one here. 
and probably why it's priced well outside of my budget of about $10. Interestingly, in today's world of Ford Mavericks, Hyundai Santa Cruz's, and the upcoming Dodge Rampage, the Baja would probably fit right in in today's market. But at the time, Americans were really only interested in fuel-guzzling V8s, of which I own one. But I'd definitely love to see Subaru take another shot at this segment in the automotive market. So I really want to restore a car. But let's be honest, I don't have the money, or probably the technical know-how to do it. For anyone that's heard me talk about working on the small engine day TVs, I've grown a lot in my confidence to work on things. I actually took apart my first engine and put it back together successfully. And that came after almost a month of being basically completed, but being too scared to put in the final step because I figured if I never did the last step and I never tried to start it, I hadn't failed. But my son, the impatient almost seven-year-old that he is, kept asking me one day to go out and work on it. And I go out to the garage convinced this is it. This is the day I finally find out that I messed something up. My main concern was that I didn't set the timing correctly. For those of you that have never worked on the Honda clone, horizontal style engines, and maybe this probably goes for all engines. I'm not really sure. I don't have experience doing that. Getting the cam sprocket back on without disrupting the timing looks super easy on YouTube. And in practice, maybe want to pick up the engine and throw it into the yard. But anyways, I get the fuel line hooked up, battery hooked up, hit the starter button. It turns over for about a minute. And then all of a sudden, a backfire. A puff of black smoke comes out of the exhaust port. I stop a second. I mean, did I just see a sign of life? I look at my son. He looks as surprised as I do. I hit the start button again. Five seconds later, this little machine is roaring to life. The carb hadn't been tuned yet, so I turned it off, and my son and I instantly turned to each other and high-five one another. And in that moment, I knew that I wasn't an impossible mechanic. I'm certainly not talented to the level of my dad or my brother or, quite honestly, most of my family, but I did it. I took something that didn't work apart, and I put it back together and made it work. And that was something I was immensely proud of. And with that, thank you for listening to my rambles on the Subaru Baja. If you'd like to hear anything about anything else, hit me up at theautoriff at gmail.com. Until next time, keep the rubber side down. <laughs>